The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Coming to you from the betting deck. Don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. Good morning. It's been a while since I've been on. I've been busy. Life's getting busy. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of wedding season. It's killing my mojo. I'm ready to be back on the air, back to my regular schedule. Sitting across from Smitty and J. Cam. What's going on, boys? Oh, speaking of weddings, I got one more. First time in like 15 years I have a wedding besides my own. Uh, so finally closing it out here. So that'll be next week. But uh, yep, yeah, it's fall. It's full schedules. Uh, work, football, everything else going on. Uh, gotta love it. One of the greatest times of the year. You got college football, NFL football, major league playoffs, even the stupid NBA starting to crank up a little bit here. So uh, let's get after it, boys. I mean, again, college football, ugh, Stanford, I'm watching it right now. You know what's bad? I just want to say this. When you lose a bet, and you're watching the game at like, you know, 6 a.m., 7 a.m., and you're still rooting for the team somehow to cover, and you know they're not going to. They're like making bad plays, and I'm like yelling at the television, like, what are they doing? Or get this first down. Maybe we can still cover it. I don't know why I'm watching this game, because took them live. It was a big loser last night. But moving on, let's hit, get after it, Q. All right, we're going to start with the college slate, and then we'll transition uh, after a few games to the NFL kind of a uh, two-for-one show here. So at noon, we're going to kick off a couple games. So uh, I would say uh, the second biggest new game would be Arkansas-Ole Miss. Ole Miss laying five over under 66 and a half. I'll keep it short and sweet. I like Ole Miss. Both teams just got trounced last week. I think coming back home for Ole Miss, I think they're the better team. I also think we're going to see some regression in Sam Pittman's team. I think what we're going to see is Two losses on the road for Arkansas. How do they bounce back next week? I think that's what we're going to see. If I was to make a play, and I might. I'm, I'm getting hoard out in college right now. But I think I might be uh, throwing out a official play uh, for Ole Miss minus five. I'm, I'm going to pass on this game. I'm, I'm interested to watch it. Obviously, everyone is to see who bounces back better after getting their tails kicked in last week. Those games were over before they even started. Uh, it was crazy. Uh, how fast our, our, uh, Georgia and Alabama jumped on these two. Um, you know, it's, I know Ole Miss is probably the right play. I, I just, you know, Arkansas is just so solid and they just don't have anything exceptional. And uh, they have a little bit of a history under Pittman of kind of bouncing back after bad losses. So it'll be interesting to see if they saw that magic today. I definitely think Ole Miss has the capability if they get up early, this thing will just get out of hand again uh, on Arkansas. But uh, like I said, gonna, I'm going to sit back and watch this one, maybe see who's value later on in the season. I don't know why I'm talking anything about college football because my plays have not been good, but I have an opinion on everything. So I'm going to throw it out here. So I love old miss take old miss. So everybody, right, I'm off of this. if you listen to this, jump right now, call your bookie right now and go the other way and you'll win some money. So I love old miss. I think old miss bounces back. I think this is at home. This is key. I just don't know about, I like Arkansas. I like the coach. I don't know if they have the offense though. I'll take like I, I just take the quarterback, better quarterback on Old Miss. So now I said that a couple of weeks ago about um, an NFL play, better quarterback than the team lost. So just take it for what it is, but roll Old Miss and you'll be a winner. All right, the next noon game, it's probably the uh, the biggest game of the slate, I, in my opinion. Uh, so you have Oklahoma and Texas playing at the Cotton Bowl, Red River Shootout. Texas is plus three and a half. I actually like Texas here. I'll tell you why. Oklahoma, to me, they say they're this is the best defense. They've given up points to teams that shouldn't really score. They struggle against teams like Kansas State, Nebraska, Tulane. I think Tulane's a little overrated. Texas already got their 
their embarrassing moment when they, they played Arkansas at Arkansas and got welcomed to the SEC because we all know it's coming soon. Um, I think Texas is playing a lot hungrier. I think Oklahoma is playing on the back of their heels. I think Spencer Rattler uh, is overhyped, and Texas should have won last year, and it went into four overtimes. It's revenge. I'm taking Texas plus three and a half today. It will be an official play. I am going the opposite, and I know it, it, Texas has been very popular, and it should be. I mean, it does look like Sarkeesian has things on track there. Um, I just think Oklahoma is going to snap out of it. I still think they're the better football team just in general. Um, I think, you know, Texas' defense, if they have a weakness, it is against a passing game. Oklahoma will throw it um, because they haven't been able to run it very well, which is part of the reason they've struggled in some of these games where they should have won handily is that they just can't uh, put people away. And we'll talk about other teams that can't run it either today. Um, yeah, I just think I'll, I'll take Oklahoma Lane the three here. I just don't think Texas is quite the area yet. I want to see them kind of win a game like this. I know they've played well in this game, even when they weren't good under uh, um, Herman. But I, I just think Oklahoma three, this is basically a, uh, a winner. Take the winner. It's money line if you like Texas and, you know, lay the three if you like Oklahoma. Jason, real quick, Smitty, we need to get a little thing going here. We'll split profits. Tell me your plays because you're doing well and I'm doing bad, and I'll take the opposite, and then we cut. <laughs> that way it's guaranteed winning. There you go. Well, I'm going to jinx Jason. Off air, Jason sent me some plays, and he's like, I don't know now because Smitty likes him too, so maybe I'll have to get off. Because, again, NFL killing. College, eh, not so much. But I like, I like Oklahoma. I have a ticket on him to win the national championship. Why not keep doing it? Keep winning ugly. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, Q made a good point. That Tulane team. I mean, I know we're not going to, they already played. That was a weird game that they should have maybe lost. And you thought Tulane was going to be good. And now they're a train wreck. And so I just think like Jason said, they're going to have a game that they're going to play. Well, this is a big game. I like the Texas program. I like the coach. Um, but I just think this is a good spot for Oklahoma today. So I, I'm going to take – I might take the Sooners today in a play. Yeah. Here's another real quick 10 seconds noon slot. Vanderbilt at Florida. Take Vanderbilt plus 39. Florida will not cover that. I Do can't it. believe you just said that. Wow. They can't. I mean, it's, it is what it is. They can't throw the ball. Uh, I think Anthony Richardson should be the quarterback. Emory Jones is. I'm done talking about it moving on. because Did Vanderbilt almost lose to UConn? Uh, they did, but uh, Florida will say, oh, you must lost. We're not going to cover. Don't worry about it. Take that <laughs> plus 39. It'll win. Telling you. All right. 330 slate. I'll tell you, it's, we got two powerhouse games. We'll start with one, and then we'll end with the, the, the biggest 330 slot. So we got number two, Auburn, on the road at number 18. I'm sorry, number two, Georgia on the road at number 18, Auburn. Auburn is plus 15, over under 46 and a half. I'm just going to sit back and watch this. I don't really have a vibe because you just don't know what Bo Nix is going to show up. And then Stetson Bennett's playing. I, he really can't throw the ball, but that defense is – it looks like a, a pro defense right now. Very scary. So I'm just going to sit back and let you guys take the ride. Yeah, I think Auburn is extremely battle – tested if, if anything like they've gone into death valley at night came out victorious went to happy valley at night in a whiteout almost came out victorious um then almost stubbed their toe completely at home against georgia state so i think that's the game everyone keeps thinking about but they've really got two you know been battle tested um you know georgia i just i don't you know one thing that's really hurt them over the years they have no explosiveness to offense now they've had it against bad teams but in good games their offense is bogs down you even saw it against clemson and clemson we don't even know what they are at this point um you know, it's it's been a lot of a schedule for Auburn. That's kind of like concerning. They might be a little banged up going into this game. I don't think Georgia's been tested as much, but I, I like the points here. Um, I think Georgia will win, but I think Auburn can keep it close. I think it can at least scare them a little bit, um, especially with Bennett at quarterback. It's going to take away any deep passing game. Um, any big explosiveness is going to have to come out of the run game for Georgia, and I think Auburn's sounding up up front to uh, contain that. Um, so, yeah, I'm, take, I'm going to take Auburn the points. Grab them now because I think they are going to slip away as the afternoon goes on. Yeah, I think you guys both made really good points there. I, I think, um, you know, not having Daniels quarterbacking a little bit of an issue. Um, and I agree with Jason. Auburn, Auburn has gone into some really tough places and has played extremely well. I love Georgia, though, man. I love this team I, in a way. I mean, I hope Oklahoma wins the national championship so I can get cash a ticket. But I love Georgia. I hope they can win it this year. 
I, I what I would, I, man, I'm not going to play it. I'd, pro- I'd probably tease up Auburn, get some more points and take Auburn, match it up with somebody. That'd be my advice. All right, we're going to talk advice too. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's, there's going to be a limit where Georgia can cover just because the offense is limited. 3.30, game of the week. I don't want an opinion. I just want to an answer and just cut it off at that. Give me money line pick, UConn, Massachusetts. I'm taking UConn. I'm taking UConn too. They've actually – they've showed some signs of life, although barely. Uh, I, I would lay the three here. I feel confident they covered a three against UMass. Uh, yeah, this is it's it's awesome that they're playing because they're both have been so awful the last couple of years. But yeah, give me the Huskies. I like UConn, and I might even bet them. I like it. I I think they'll win the game. They'll cover. They'll cover the three. They'll cover. All right, three. I'm on UMass for all three. <sighs> oh, of course. No, hey, hey, real quick before we go to another big game, real fast, just money line. Well, no, we have to do spread because it's a big one. I think this one's interesting too. Akron, Bowling Green. I think it's like minus thirteen or fourteen. Bowling Green. Who who do you take in that? Oh my god, I like, I like Akron. Well, it's it's so Bowling Green's had kind of a little glow up because they have a good defense and they played some you know teams tough. And Akron's been just as awful as we thought they were going to be, but that's a lot of points delay with a bad football team. Bowling Green's not still not good. They just have played well. Um, there's no way I would bet on that game, but if I was going to, I probably would take the points with Akron. How many shows are talking about this game? Come on, Akron, call us. We'll put on some T-shirts. Get us on some uh, deal or something with Akron. Let's, let's Akron plus thirteen. And I love it. Akron, let's go. Let's go, Akron. All right, the biggest game in my opinion, the four o'clock. We have Iowa hosting Penn State the line is sorry boys minus one and a half now I believe it it start it opened at two and a half I believe so it's down to one and a half over under is 41 I'm rolling Iowa I just think that their defense is better than Penn State's I think being at home uh, we'll pay dividends. I, I think this is a test where we really see the real Sean Clifford against a stout defense. I think Clifford's overrated. Penn State can't run the ball. That's going to hurt them. Iowa leads the college football in interceptions with 12. Uh, now they got half of those last week against a sorry Maryland team, but they still had six coming in. Uh, I, I just think Penn State not being able to run the ball. I think Iowa will, will get a stop down on their end of the football field. And they'll get an ugly score. So I'm I'm laying in an official play, Iowa minus one and a half. So I'm looking at the betting percentages on Action Network, and it tells me that 70% of the bets are on Iowa, and that line is going down. So that tells you that there's some money coming in on Penn State. Um, Good, let it Penn come State in. hasn't been able to run the ball, but they did run for 209 last week against Indiana, which it was the ugliest 209 ever because it didn't seem like they got that many, but they actually did. I think it's just more of Sean Clifford's really the key to this game. Like you said, um, you know, we saw a little bit of old Sean Clifford last week, two interceptions. I think one wasn't his fault, but still you saw the turnovers and that's really how Iowa's been living this year. Um, it's been bad offensive performances mixed with okay offensive performances and a lot of helpful short field turnovers uh, to beat their, their teams. You know, I, I, you know, with that betting percentage and with that line shrinking, I really kind of like Penn State money line in this. Um, but I think it's a toss-up game. I, I probably wouldn't bet it just because it's at Kinnick and weird things happen to Penn State at Kinnick. Jason, you live in Pennsylvania. That's not fair. You can't take that. It's a homer pick. You're damn right it's a homer pick. I paid them a lot of money to get a diploma from them. I can take whatever I want. <laughs> fair enough. Well, fair I, was enough. There, I was there last week. Good time. Uh, my buddies, went, you know, it was a good time. A um, little cold. A little cold though, a little cold up there. Friday night, sent out, sent out, you know, having a good time watching. Well, we were watching the Iowa Maryland game for a little bit and uh, a little chilly up there. So, you know, who I'm, you know who I'm taking. Come on now. Hey. Dr. Brent said it too. He goes, What's Smitty do? He always goes against Penn. Of course, I'm going against Penn State. I was going to win this game seven to 10 points. Trust me, they are. Watch the game. Man, I'll tell you what, that Indiana team stinks they're poo man they're horrible. i said it on the show said well, it on the preview all Indiana. they do all they do and i know it's not an india man they just throw that tight end that hender shot or whatever that's their whole entire offense but penn state can't run the ball can't run the ball they're not going to run today 
I can't believe they got 209 yards, what Jason just said there, because that surely did not look like it. I will, will win by seven to 10 points in this game. Book it. I'm on this. This is an official play. Probably Penn State wins by 60, but I'm taking Iowa today. Jason, well, go for it. Well, let's be fair to Indiana, though. They're kind of out of bodies at this point. Like They lost three of their best players during the first half of that game against Penn State, and they were coming in shorthanded as well. So they, they just don't have the depth to oh, manage all these injuries. They literally have one good player in McFadden, so and McFadden. Everybody else is just cool. We're nothing. If they were down bodies. Well, I'll tell you what. They're backup quarterback, and I'm not making this an Indiana who's your primetime show here, but their backup, I think, is a little better than the starter. That starter is horrible. I, I know he had a good year last year. I know he's banged up a little bit, too, and he was out again. But that team, very – just, you know, sitting there watching it, they have no, like, game breakers at all on that team. You yeah. Just, there's just no – there's nobody that – you knew – I kept saying that, like, Garvin and stuff's in there. I'm like, you just know they're not going to make a play. Like, there's no breakaway speed. And, again, Penn State – listen – I like bashing Penn State. I, I, you know, they got a good team. I, I'm not trying to. Defense is extremely, really a good football team. You know, Clifford just Clifford Clifford on the run can throw a ball. Clifford in the pocket with no, like standing there, he can't throw. Just airmails everything and just not accurate. Um, and they can't run. I, I think Iowa they're going to have trouble today. And again, Penn State probably wins by ten. But Iowa take the Hawkeyes. All right, let's move on. We're going to stay in the Big Ten, 7.30. We're just going to brush over this because I know it's Smitty's team. We always try to hit our teams. Number nine, Michigan on the road, heading to Lincoln, Nebraska. Michigan minus two and a half, over under 50. I'll keep it short and simple. I don't like Scott Frost. I think he's a fraud. I think Nebraska is a fraud. They haven't been good since the 90s. Eric Crouch got demolished in the 0-1 game. They shouldn't even have been in that championship game. Michigan minus two and a half. I like the Huskers uh, money line in this. I oh, think. you like? I do. I do. I just Nebraska playing a better up. schedule. I think we're going against ourselves every single pick. We're on the opposite sides, but no, Nebraska's defense has played really well uh, since that opening game with Illinois. Um, you know, played Oklahoma really tough. Basically, should have won at Sparty, then just destroyed Northwestern last week. You know, Michigan, you know, coming off a pretty big game on the road, second game, second week in a row on the road and in a tough environment. Um, we'll just see how they, you know, we'll see if they're for real because that's a tough way to get that team back up again because they played really well last week in a spot where people thought they were going to stink. So I'll give them credit there, but it's still a one-dimensional football team, even though the receivers did play pretty decent last week. Um, Nebraska's run D is pretty good. It's basically, it's, it's going to come down to basically which quarterback plays better. Martinez still has the history of, of turning it over so I could easily let Michigan in but I think it's just a real tough spot to go to Memorial Stadium on a 730 on a Saturday night I mean Big Ten night games are tough places to win it's a it's a pass for me I, I hope they play well I, you know I kind of agree with Jason I think tough spot coming off a uh, big win which I'm shocked they played as well but maybe you know we were way off and I, I you know again I, when I'm incorrect I'll say it on the show I thought Wisconsin was going to have a good team they don't have a good team Michigan went in there and played extremely well. I, I don't trust. I don't trust overall Josh Gaddis play calling. Sometimes uh, they do want to run the ball. Sometimes I think they need to throw a little bit more. I think it's a tough spot. I hope they win. I hope they keep going, but tough spot. And I think Nebraska is getting personally a little bit better each week. So I, I think it's Mich Michigan needs to be ready to roll today, or they're going to get they're going to get upset. All right, we got two more college games, and we got to go over to NFL, so we'll speed this up. 7.30, upset alert. I don't even know if it's an upset because it is a pick -em right now. Virginia Tech, Lane Stadium, 7.30, prime time on a horrid ACC network, is hosting number 14, Notre Dame, over-unders 47. Like I said, it's a pick -em. I love Virginia Tech here because it's at home. That is a nasty place to play at night. Enter Sandman is going to have that stadium rocking. Last time they had a primetime game was – Week one, when they played UNC, and that stadium had earthquake seismic waves coming out of that stadium, or whatever it is, Richter. I'm not smart. I didn't go to Penn State. I didn't get a degree. Uh, give me the Hokies. Pick them. I like the quarterback, Braxton Burmeister. I think he's solid. Give me the Hokies. 
complete agreement. And it's the same thing. Wasn't Notre Dame have left in the tank now? I mean, they had to play Wisconsin and like a basically kind of a bowl game that was in Soldier Field. And then they go and get beat by Cincinnati, who was just kind of licking their chops, focused on that game. And now they go on the road to Blacksburg, enter Sandman, it, you know, night game, terrible spot. But Tech at home is a completely different animal. Um, that defensive line destroyed North Carolina, and they'll destroy this offensive line as well. Um, so, yeah, I like the Hokies. I don't think there's going to be a lot of points in this one, but uh, I take the money line. Hokies. All right. The last solid game of the night, number one, Alabama hosting Texas A&M over under 50 and a half. Alabama's laying 18. I might play this. I got to see the line. I think it was minus 10 and a half first half. Uh, I think Alabama last year was something like 12 and one. Skippy was all over that last year and he kept hammering and kept winning fatties. I'm going to tail his uh, coattails here. And I think I'm going to be playing Alabama minus 10 and a half first half. But I, I think they covered this too. That's this Texas A&M team is brutal, especially without uh, their number one quarterback. Um, was some Haynes? I can't remember his name. Yeah. And I, I just think Alabama is out for blood right now. They kind of get disrespected a little bit to pass Alabama teams. They're like, "Well, we thought this team would be better." Uh, you know, they let Florida in a close game, um, and 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 I think they took that to heart. They cleaned up their mistakes, and I think they're just going to blow out A and M and kind of uh, start the is Jimbo Fisher a fraud talk here. Yeah, Hayes King, uh, the AM quarterback, who desperate, desperately needs to get back because uh, Zach Calzada is turned in from the Cuban Missile to the Cuban Missile Crisis. Um, yeah, their offense is bad, real bad. And um, the only thing that you have here is possible letdown spot for Bama because I think they're a little charged up for that Ole Miss game. Ole Miss was talking some stuff in the offseason, and you know Bama definitely had their full focus on the Rebels. Um, you know, College Station is not an easy place to play. Bama didn't play particularly well in the second half on the road of Florida. Florida's a better team, though, than AM. Uh, definitely more dangerous. So it's a no play for me, but I wouldn't be shocked if AM hung around mostly from a Bama hangover than anything else. Yeah, Texas AM can't score. I think it's a tough spot for them. You know, this, I, the first half, I mean, it, numbers don't lie. I'm not playing this. I mean, I'll watch the game, but I mean, sometimes this is one of those I try to sneak in like the underdog to maybe cover and just come out and make one big play and get the place rocking a little bit. And hopefully you can cover it, but I'm not going to do it against Alabama talented team. Texas A&M is a mess right now. Um, Fisher, I don't know how great of a coach right now is struggling here. And does he get pressure soon saying that maybe he's, cause he's making a lot of money, a lot of money and not really producing much. So we'll see, but I'm staying off, but Bama's talented. All right. Just a quick note on that game, 93% of the action on Alabama. So if there's any reason to take AM, it's just that basically the whole world is on Bama and the line's only 18. So that's really all you have. I'm so I, I'm still on that 93%. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a hard graph. <laughs> don't even worry about where the money's coming in, and it's Alabama. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the NFL. We've got our first 9.30 a.m. kickoff of the year. It is a horrid game. If I were in London, I would be pissed to see these two teams. I would say send them back and send us two new teams. You got the Jets playing the Falcons. I don't even know. The only thing they'd do, they'd send you the Jags like they usually do. So don't worry. This is probably a step up what they usually send over there. I guess you see two two stars, Kyle Pitts, rookie stars, two Kyle Pitts and uh, Zach. Wilson. So uh, I guess the Falcons are the favorite team in this matchup laying two and a half over under 45. It's a no play for me. I mean, I'll get up at nine 30, have some coffee and watch it, but I have no notes. As soon as I saw it, I didn't even care about this game. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's football. It'll be on. There's no premier league this week going against it. So uh, yeah, I don't really have a lean either way with either team. Jeff's secondary is really banged up, but the Falcons wide receiver core is just as banged up. So kind of wonder where points are going to come from in this game. So if I did have a lean, it would probably be the under. I see it actually kind of going under the uh, 46. Um, a little nervous because it seems like the games over in the UK tend to go over, uh, like probably because of lack of game planning, just because of all the travel. And uh, But they play on much better surface now with uh, the Spurs Stadium with the uh, permanent artificial turf just for the NFL. But uh, kind of like the under, but not a lot. 
Yeah, I, I think the games are hitting the overs over there uh, at a pretty good rate. And Falcons defense giving up a lot of points. Uh, I think they're about 32 points uh, in some of their games. They've been giving up. Their defense is really bad. Jets, though, offense sometimes can't score. Now, I, I had the Jets last week, and they uh, won the game outright uh, against tennis, Tennessee. Uh, dogs are covering in this series. I mean, I'll throw this game on, too. Um, the only good thing is, well, one thing I think Ridley's not traveling with the team. Pitts, I mean, can Pitts do anything? I mean, you, you're waiting for him to have a breakout game. I, I don't know. I hope it comes this week. This this would be – you would hope it would be this week because he should get some more t- targets. Patterson also is a guy I picked up in fantasy, and thank you, because he does everything on that team. He runs the ball. He catches the ball. Um, well, I okay. think that's why Pitts doesn't get the ball because of Patterson. Well, he does good. I don't care. I have Pitts on a team and I have Patterson on a team. I don't care. Just get both those guys the ball and I'll be a happy person. Yeah. I, I, I'll tell you what. I would probably – Man, oh man, this is a tough one. I, I do like I do what like what Jason said about maybe the under in this. Um, I'd probably tease up and get some more points in the uh for the under. I would probably take the Jets up in a teaser too and play the Jets. Yeah, and our Maddie has chimed in and he likes the Jets plus three here. All right. I, listen, I could see the Jets. I mean, like some one of you guys said the Falcons defense is terrible. You know, Ridley's not even traveling with the team. And Zach Wilson, he looked pretty uh, pretty poised last week against a good good Titans team. Uh, so maybe he's starting to finally come into his own. Um, or maybe the game's slowing down for him. But let's move on. This is a Broncos-Steelers matchup that I'm interested in. You know, I've, I've kind of been tossing. Uh, I, I think the Broncos get the win here. I, I don't have enough confidence in the game because I don't know who's quarterbacking yet. Bridgewater has to clear concussion protocol. I don't know if he's officially been cleared yet. If it's uh, Drew Locke, then I'd take the Steelers all day long because I think he's terrible. If it's Teddy Bridgewater, I think he could lead this team to an ugly victory. But what I did, and it will be an official play, is I actually uh, took a little juice at minus 125. I bought the under 40 and a half, and I just kind of secured that because I thought I could see this as like a 23-17 ugly game, and you cover that number at that, so – under 40 and a half on the Barstool Sportsbook, minus 125. Yeah, I'm the same way. There's so much uncertainty at quarterback for both teams, whether Bridgewater is going to play, how healthy Ben is. He apparently has a hip now to go with his pack. Um, you know, both defenses are actually pretty good and have played pretty well. So I'm on the under as well. Uh, I got a great stat from, from the Action Network, Chris Raybon. Vic Fangio as a road game first half, 15 and three to the under. So first half under, maybe even a better play to miss the full game under. So I'll probably go on both of those. Probably definitely on both of those. I love the under too. I'd, te- I'd tease it up and take the under uh, in a teaser uh, because Steelers, all they do is dink and dunk and run the clock. And uh, again, Drew Locke wasn't very good last week when he came in. So, but I'll tell you what, this, if this is, and I'm going to say this because I bash the Steelers and I'm done, then I'm done. It's not all Ben's fault. I'm so sick of the media to always, I mean, all you hear in the media is Ben, 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 Ben. Yeah, Ben's not that good anymore. Ben's old. And I get it. It's time to move on. He should have retired. I said it on the last show. But come on, people. Go back to that offensive line. They're garbage. Said it again. Going to keep saying it. Said it on the draft shows. Should have drafted the line. Harris can catch the ball and run. Can't really run the ball. Well, of course, I said it. You could have Barry Sanders back there. It's not all Ben's fault. Get off Ben a little bit. There's some issues. Defense at times is not playing great, but I'll tell you, this Denver team's beat up. If you're going to win a game, this is it. You better win it. Or like I said on the last show, you're staring at maybe one and six coming up. Then you get Seattle coming in next week with Russell Wilson's injury and you got Geno Smith. You can sneak these two games. You're back to three and three. Then you still have a shot. This is it. I'm taking the Steelers. All right. We go to Minnesota. Minnesota's playing the Lions. Minnesota's laying 10 over under 49 and a half. I like the over in this game. I just don't see Detroit stopping. Uh, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson. I mean, they, they have nobody on their team defensively or offensively. I couldn't name you their best receiver. Uh, for the Lions, but here's the thing. They have Jared Goff, they dink and dunk. Somehow they find points. The Vikings defense, it, it's not the same Mike Zinner 
defenses that we've seen in past. They're giving up a lot of points. I like over 49 and a half because I think the Vikings will hang at least 28 themselves. And I, I could see, you know, the Lions getting 20 to 24 as well. Give me the over. Yeah, I think all the values out of this game at minus 10 just because um, it, the Lions have basically been pretty good at covering spreads late. Um, it, it's funny, if you look at the injury report right now, basically every line that you can name is on there. And all the guys that you don't know are not. And that's pretty scary. You got Hawkinson, Flowers, Brockers, Sewell, Swift, Jamal Williams. Those are all the guys listed on their injury report. Those are not the guys they can afford to miss. So um, it's a little nerve wracking. I kind of like the Vikings laying that big line. I don't think I want to do that. That's just too many points. Vikings team total might be a good play here. Um, I'm not sure what it is, but I kind of like that. But definitely leaning the Vikings. I only thing I'm hesitant on the over is I don't know if the Lions can do their part this week with all those guys missing. Jason, look up that team total. If I had to guess with over 49 and a half, I'm going to say the Vikings team total would be like 25 and a half, 24 and a half. Yeah, I'm projecting it, I think, around 30, but let me go check it right now. I'll jump in here. I, I You know, I've been on the Vikings the last couple of weeks. I would tease up the lines, get them up to 16, put them in a teaser. I, I, I think they can cover it. They, they are a sneaky team to cover those kind of lines and stuff. I, it's a no play for me, but I would tease up the lines. If you're going to do a teaser there, I think you do the seven-point teaser, drop the value a little bit, and get them a 17. I love teasing those teams way up. It's tough to cover, man, those lines in the NFL like that. And I've been doing very well in those games. Like taking last week, I had a pretty good week teasing teams way up. I teased the Lions up a couple, what, two weeks ago up to a double digit and they covered for me. That's what I do. And I, I do like the Vikings team. I think they're a good team. I was a little shocked. They let me down last week, scored on the first drive of the game and then never scored again against Cleveland. Cleveland's a pretty good defense though, but um I like the Vikings. Uh, I think overall good team. But again, in this spot, I would take the Lions up and get them at 16 and see if the Vikings can cover by 17. Yeah, so the Vikings team total is 29 and a half. Um, okay. So now, that's pretty much right on. And then, yeah, I think I project them to be right around 27. So it's going to be close. But I definitely think that uh, with the injuries with Detroit, that there's probably some value there. All right. This game I was conflicted on. You've got the Cincinnati Bengals hosting the Green Bay Packers. Packers laying three over under 50 and a half. I so badly want to take the Packers because I think they're just starting to roll. But I love Joe Burrow. I think he is going to be a superstar in this league. And the Packers defense, you know, they, they keep teams in games. They're not that great now. They just signed Jalen Smith to a one-year deal. But how effective is he going to be? I mean, he just signed like two days ago to come in. Um, he's really not going to have much of a game plan except, I would say, probably play a little zone defense base packages with him uh, until he gets comfortable. I'm going to have a pass play, but if I had to lean, I probably would uh, take Packers minus three in a close game. I love the upset here. I'm taking the Bengals plus three. Uh, I'll probably hit them on the money line too. I, I got the betting percentages are what I like. It's about 70, 30 Packers. And I actually project this game uh, actually Cincinnati outright winning about 26, uh, 20. Um, yeah. The Packers are missing their best corner and they're not really good corners to begin with. They're not getting a lot of pressure up front since he's been pretty feisty and with the injury to Mixon, maybe they'll actually throw the ball, which is by far their better part of their offense. So kind of see like injuries forcing them to actually play smarter. Uh, and I do like the Bengals here as a lively home dog. I'll probably have them in a teaser. So just watch out the Bengals. Yeah, that's my play. I mean, that that's I already have that game down. I love the Bengals in a teaser here. You get them up to nine points in this. Uh, dogs are really barking in this series. If you look over the numbers um, when they play each other, I love it. Uh, Cincinnati, again, coming off extra rest. Um, they played last on a Thursday. Green Bay played on Sunday, a later game, too. I like that. I like Cincinnati in a teaser, take it up. And that's a beautiful teaser spot for me with Cincinnati. All right. Buccaneers are hosting the Dolphins. Buccaneers lay in 10 over under 48. I can see this as an over. It's a pass for me. It's just a weird line, the 10. Uh, the Dolphins have a history with Tom Brady. Now, obviously, it was with the Patriots. Um, maybe he struggles here. Maybe they just light it up. 
this could be a game where you, you, you lay the Bucks minus 10 thinking you got a, an easy winner and then the Dolphins get a late, you know, score or defensive score that keeps them in there and they just ruin your day. Uh, as a Dolphins fan, I'm very frustrated with them. In this game, they could uh, frustrate me if I laid the 10 and they covered because, you know, good showing, loss of bet. So it's a pass for me. I already, I already locked in the Dolphins plus 10. I actually like them in this spot. I like the, uh, the Flory's influence with new england kind of he got to watch basically anything he was going to try this week last week executed on film to see how it worked um you know the dolphins weaknesses kind of line up really good with the, the buccaneers strengths like the buccaneers excellent run defense and a good passing offense and the dolphins can't run it so they don't even try so they're going to be able to throw it on a really banged up buccaneer secondary and you know their secondary their pass defense is pretty good and and that's how Tampa Bay is moving the ball these days. They really haven't been that successful running the football. Um, I think that was a big game for both teams last week. I don't believe in letdown spots in the NFL too much, but, you know, Buccaneers kind of coming off that Sunday night game. I think Brady kind of put a lot into that. I don't think it's a really a sweat for the Bucs to win, but I definitely think tens is too much here. Teaser spot. Love the teaser spot for the Dolphins. You know, another spot you can get a team up to 16 points here. You know, this would be a good spot maybe with the the Lions to or match it up with the Bengals or something here. I, I like I like the Dolphins here. You take them up. Uh, great spot. I'll probably play it. I'm going to go Dolphins in a teaser. Uh, tight end Mike Gusecki did come out on radio uh, in public and say the uh, the team captains had an all players meeting only after last week's abysmal performance. So you would think there'd be turnaround and some emphasis put into this game. So. It kind of in lines with y'all's plays. Like All right, the Patriots banged up with COVID. It was it four of their five offensive linemen uh, were no shows of practice? So it sounds like they're not going to be suiting up Sunday. They're playing the Texans. Texans plus eight at home over under 39 and a half. It's a pass for me. I think both teams are going to be bad this week. Patriots bad just because of injuries. Plus, Stefan Gilmore is not there. Um, Texans, they're just a bad team, but this is, you know, eight points is a lot for a team that's got all second and third string linemen uh, offensively playing. So maybe this is a spot where the Texans get another cover. What do you guys think? It's it's a no play just because there's too much goofiness going on yeah. in this game. But, um, you know, it's just really hard to back Davis Mills, even with eight and a half. I mean, obviously you see the, the influence of the, the COVID announcement because this was nine and a half for most of the week and you've already lost a point of value there. Um, yeah. In a normal week, Patriots should roll through this one. They probably, it would have been as scary to lay that many points in a row with them, but you don't have to probably the best play here is take the under, which uh, I think it's 39 and a half, which is already low, but I projected even lower than that. And that's with uh, a healthy offensive line. Texas defense has been okay, not great. Um, they, they've been, you know, in games. And it, it, being at home in the NFL, teams always play better. So if you're going to do anything, I would t- probably take the under here. 10-3 and three ATS home team in this series. Teaser spot. Love it. A lot of injuries there for New England, like you guys said. Mills is just garbage, a quarterback. Very long neck. I can't. It's tough to look at that. Um, but I'm going to say it. Uh I like the Texans. Give me long neck, and uh, they're going to cover and tease it up six more points and uh, take the Texans in a teaser. All right. I actually do have the Texans in a teaser with this next game. So the Washington football team is hosting the New Orleans Saints. The Saints laying two and a half, over under 43 and a half. I actually teased the Texans up to 14 and a half, and I teased the over in the Saints-Washington football team game to 37 and a half I really like it I I think both teams will score I I think I even lean over 43 and a half in this game to begin with I don't think the Redskin the Washington football team politically correct here I don't think they're going to really have an answer for Alvin Kamara their linebacker core is banged up and they're not even I mean they're pedestrian at best John Boster's not playing I think Kamara uh, will have his day but I also, you know, I really like Taylor Heineke, maybe not as a quarterback, but just as a gamer per se. I think he keeps his team in the games. Obviously, you know, McLaurin is going to be an option. Adam Humphreys had some big catches last week, so I think you'll see him incorporated in the offense more. And Curtis Samuels, you know, he was on a, a quote-unquote pitch count last week, but I think you're going to see him come out of that pitch count 
and produce some more uh, receptions for this team. So I actually like the over in a teaser, and I like teasing the Washington football team up as well. Yeah, it's really hard to get a read on this game because, you know, uh, both of these teams have been really up and down so far. Um, and you, you kind of have remembrances of last year and you're kind of weighing them against what you've seen this year, which is really a muddled picture. Um, I kind of like the Saints in this one just because I think Washington skill guys are just really banged up. I mean, there's almost everyone's questionable, if not out um, on the outside. And they haven't run the ball really well in their losses. And this new one on this defense is really good against the run. Um it's hard to take Jameis on the road, though, but coming off a loss, you know, the lines at one and a half, you're not really laying that much. So I'd probably have a slight lean to New Orleans, but not a great one. I probably would pass this one and kind of more of a watch to see what Washington's going to do. I mean, the betting percentages do favor taking the skins at home here as a small dog, but uh, kind of like the Saints a little, but not too much. Saints all day. They're going to blow out the Reds or the football team or whatever they're called. Too many injuries. I mean, tight ends out. I mean, there's just, I've been saying it, the defense, I think is very overrated. They're not good. Now you take some of the weapons away. Um, the tight ends out, the running Gibson's banged up again, Heineke, you know, listen, I said it to a couple people on, he threw two balls that were right in the hands of the, the Falcons last week. They should be an INTs. I'm sorry. It's a nice story. The guy's not that good. He throws the ball around. He's a gunslinger. He can make plays, but they should have lost last week. They're not that good. I, I love the Saints in this. I think the Saints win big. Skins are very overrated, and they're not a very good football team. All right, moving on, we're going to stay in the NFC. So the Q's uh, father-in-law is going to – he'll love that. That was just for him. So just That was just pure oh, vitriol yeah. toward the Washington football team. There was a fax. It was just like, they're terrible. They are. They're, they're, they're terrible. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. They're not good. That game – I watched that game last week. Two balls right to them. If they can catch, the Falcons win that game easily. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. No question. No question. They definitely pulled one out there. So they're going to get boat race tomorrow. Who, hey, who's a better football team, Smitty? Pittsburgh in his current state or the football team in his current state? Oh, Steelers. <laughs> All right. We're going to stay in the NFC. The Panthers are hosting the Eagles. Panthers laying three over under 46. I believe it was yesterday. Christian McCaffrey was listed as doubtful. It does not sound like he's going to suit up. Um, I don't know what the line movement is. Jason, you probably know what that was off of that. I actually like teasing up the Eagles to plus 10, even before the McCaffrey news. I just think, um, I don't know. I, I think the Panthers are good, but I, I think 10 points, you know, for them would be a lot to cover. And then I think it's even better uh, now that McCaffrey's out at that plus 10. So I'm, it's just a teaser spot for me. Yeah, I think to look at this now i think it's minus three panthers it's been around that all week um i think it, it creeped up to four uh at one point this week so this is interesting i think there's a couple games this week that kind of align this way where i think you have some contrarian traps out there where um the public's going to be on a team and they're setting these lines in a situation where i think they're going to try to trap the money i think this is one of them i'm, I'm taking a panthers minus three i I know McCaffrey's out, but I think that offense has enough to it now where it's not an issue. And Chuba Hubbard's a capable replacement. Darnold's played fairly well, and they do have decent uh, perimeter guys. It's really whether their offensive line can block the Eagles' defensive line. I'm um, trying to look at the injury situation and see if it's gotten better for the Eagles. I don't think it has. I think the offensive line's still banged up. They've got guys in and out of the lineup for various reasons. Um, Panthers showed me something. They were kind of getting their butts kicked for most of that game last week against the Cowboys, and they kind of just – savvy their way into a, a one-score game where they actually had a chance that if they wouldn't have burned a bunch of timeouts in the third quarter, might have been a different outcome. Uh, I just I look at the coaching situation in a close game like this. Matt Rolls is far better. His staff is far better than the Eagles staff. And I just think you're going to see the Eagles continually fall backward. I know the stats look good on them, and I know that's why a lot of Sharps are kind of leaning on the Eagles, but they've been wrong almost every game on them. I think this is another one where they're wrong. Uh, I'll go with the public on this one take Panthers. I like Panthers. Love the Panthers in this. I just don't know, understand what the Eagles are doing. They don't run the ball at all. They don't try to run the ball. I mean, Miles Sanders, I mean, what happened to him? 
guy's a pretty good player. They don't even get him the ball anymore. I, I like Carolina. I like what they're doing. I don't care if McCaffrey's there or not. I, I think this is a good team. And um, Sam's playing really well at QB right now. Good defense. Give me the Panthers all day in this. We're going to head down to Jacksonville. Jacksonville's hosting the Titans. Titans land four. Uh, yeah, land four over under 48 and a half. This is probably my top play. I love the Titans minus four. They're getting A.J. Brown back. They got humbled last week against a Jets team. Uh, I think they bounce back and they just take out some anger and frustration on Jacksonville and they cover that. And then I think just with the Urban Meyer distraction, I think this team's kind of checked out already. Yeah, I think this is literally the another one of the uh, contrarian traps I was talking about where all the Sharps are going to be taking the Jags plus four. And you look at what's going on there in the locker room, it's a mess. I mean, the only thing that really gives us any validity is the Tennessee uh, medical report is just atrocious. I think there was like 21 guys listed on it at one point this week. Now, a lot of those guys' statuses have improved. Like you said, they're getting A.J. Brown back, and the Jags' corners have been awful against good wide receivers. Um, so it seems a bounce-back spot. I'm going to, again, go with the public on this one, lay the four with Tennessee, don't like it. I feel I feel uncomfortable doing this, but I do think that this is just a trap. I don't think the Jags are, are capable of beating a team like that, especially a team that throws the ball as well as Tennessee does. I like the Jags in this and a teaser. You give me up to 10. I think this should be a higher line. I think the line's extremely weird in this with all the stuff like you guys said, locker room issues, then the Urban Meyer issue this week. Um, I think this should be higher. You know, I called it last week with the Jets. Tennessee's defense is garbage. They're not very good. I think, again, Lawrence can put some points on the board here. Um, Give me me a teaser play and give me the Jags in this. So is this maybe an overspot then as well, Smitty, if you think think they can put some points on? Oh, I, I, yeah, I think, I mean, what is it still? I have it in my notebook at 48 and a half. Yeah, it's still there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... Yeah, I, especially if you, I mean, again, if you're a teaser person, why don't you tease it down and get it down to about 42 and a half? I think Tennessee's going to score. I think Jacksonville can score. I think that's an easy winner in a teaser. I think Jacksonville will score. I mean, the Jets score. Jets haven't scored against anybody, and they did last week. Who's against Tennessee? Oh, you're right. Their defense is bad. Their defense is real bad. And again, I agree with what you guys said too. I mean, Tennessee's offense is great. You know, they get what's his Brown's back. I think Jones is still out, but give Derrick Henry the ball a little bit. They'll score some points here. Um, But yeah, I think, man, I might've just talked myself into switching it and just taking tasing it down and take the over in that. Yeah. it's, It's the whole thing. Like this was such a nice setup to take the Jags if Meyer would have just like been a professional at all. Like this would have been so easy for Jacksonville, but with all that outside of this, maybe it's a no play, but it's just, like I said, it ruins the whole Jags for me as an underdog when you know that there's an absolute mess uh, during the week. Well, all right, let's- you know, you know, he's the happiest person with the John Gruden info that's coming out right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> trying to get out of the media here. Cause I mean, really the guy who leaked it. What what a bad week for Urban Meyer, man. I bet that house. Could you imagine? I said this to old man in the garage and we'll get off because I don't want to go. But could you imagine what a stressful job coaching a team is anyway? And then you have to go home. I bet he was. I bet. But here's the thing. He probably was sleeping at the facility because his wife probably kicked him out for a couple of days. So you think he watched a lot of film and could be maybe prepared. All right. We're going to I do have a little rant on this. So with the Raiders. I don't condone any racism. I don't condone any derogatory commenting. Uh, we don't condone it on the show. That's why I try to keep it a little PG, uh, maybe some PG-13, Skinamax through the lines. Uh, last year we talked about, somebody asked me a question, where do you go and you pay for people? And I said, uh, Ashley Madison, and that was the wrong answer. Uh, but anyways, I am so tired of people finding things that were from 10 plus years ago. People change. People make mistakes. Nobody's perfect. The, the report was from 2011. That was 10 years ago. I'm sure he's learned from his mistake. I'm going to give Gruden the benefit of the doubt. Enough. If that happened a year ago, fair. 10 years ago, zip it. You should have came out 10 years ago then and said it. End of rank. Now the Raiders are hosting the Bears. Minus five and a half to the Raiders over under 45. I don't really have a play on it. I just wanted to have my rant. <laughs> It was a good rant. 
Good rant. I like it. I usually do the rants on the show. I like it. I, I and, and I'm going to say it too. I completely agree with you. I mean, I don't condone. You shouldn't be making comments like that, but trust me, a lot of people do. And in a lot of different ways. And it's not, I'm not saying it's right, but move on. I mean, get, it's just the media, man, the media sucks. I'll say it on the air. I don't care. Media, you suck. Smitty, you said something back in 1987, you're in trouble. And guess what? I probably did. (laughs) (laughs) So to get us back on course, yeah, I actually like the Raiders in this spot a lot. Uh, Bears are really banged up on uh, defense. I did, and that's really all they can hold their hand on. Um, I just think that the Raiders have been playing really well. Not the best game on Monday night. Um, Kind of weird circumstances there. Um, And just probably a bad matchup against the Chargers. I think that they'll do well here. I think the D-line will eat well, pretty well against a pretty bad Bears offensive line and just bet against Justin Fields on the road. Uh, I'll lay the five and a half. That's kind of an indecisive line by Vegas, but I can see that even getting higher than this because I think there's some some room there. So uh, lay the five and a half of the Raiders. Teaser. I guess I, well, so, yeah, teaser. Teaser Raiders. Love it. And I think uh, now with this, with all this information coming out, you don't think that team's going to be a little pissed off? I, I think they will. I think take yeah. them down. I think they win. And I think, you know, again, they'll they'll look. And, I mean, he, does he probably have to go in the locker room and say, hey, listen, I apologize and all that? Yeah, probably. I mean, of course, and he should. Again, nobody should be making those comments like that. Um, but I think the team, too, like what we said, will be like, man, this is such old news. You're just trying to distract us out of a situation. I think they'll play they'll play hard and they'll they'll rebound well. No, I think I think I think you guys are right on it. I I mean, I looked at this game. I don't know. I guess I'm just I'm nervous because I'm so used to the Raiders dropping games they shouldn't, and I'm just waiting for that game. Like last week, they played a tough team in, in the Chargers, so I would really wouldn't call that a dropped game. Uh, I think the Chargers were favored in that game, anyways. Um, if they drop games in their past, and they have for 20 years, where they're just like, how did they lose? And they shouldn't have lost. Now, obviously, they have better talent this this go around, and they're starting to click. It seems like, but. Uh, I guess that's my only fear is, you know, is a Bears team uh, now knowing that Fields is going to be the starter, presumably for the rest of the season, could they just come in there and the Raiders have that little distraction? They just lay an egg. That's the only thing that scares me. That's always in play with the Raiders. All right. So we're going to move on. We're going to talk about the Chargers because, we, you know, we just brought them up. So they are laying two in a – heavyweight title match here with the Cleveland Browns, two solid teams, the Browns, little lackluster on offense this year. Defense is holding strong. Uh, we knew that they were going to be solid defensively over under 47 chargers lane two. again, uh, Justin Herbert, uh, he's making the dolphins look stupid for not drafting him. I mean, he's just tearing it up. Uh, we kind of said that you guys said that I knew it. Um, I, you know, I don't know where to go with this game. Maybe an under. I think the Browns are going to kind of keep him in check uh, for a little bit. I think the Chargers defense will also keep Baker Mayfield's offense in check for at least one more week. Uh, if I had to say anything, I'd probably tease this under up and take the under. Yeah, I can see that. Actually, I do have this as an under. Um, both teams play kind of slow, even though um, – they throw it a bunch. Obviously, Cleveland runs it more than anybody and probably played the most boring NFL game I've ever seen last week against the Vikings in a 14-7 victory. I was glad I had them, but my God, people made fun of the Red Zone channel because they literally didn't show up on it the entire second half. Um, you look at Cleveland's injury report and they are just still banged up from like everywhere now. And it's actually getting worse than it was. And they really haven't been a healthy football team all year. Um, they've been able to manage through it. And granted, I, the Vikings had opportunities in that game last week and probably didn't take advantage of them. I think the Chargers will be that it's at home. I think this is just too much to keep asking this team uh, as banged up as they are. And uh, I, I'll lay the, the small line with the, the Chargers minus two and kind of lean to the under as well. I just don't think Cleveland's kind of – I think they just don't have enough in the tank this week. Yeah, and you got Baker, you know, hurt shoulder, not throwing shoulder, but, you know, the other shoulder I think is messed up. So just how does that affect him? I would, you know, I think it's a good spot for the Browns here in a teaser. I think you get them up to eight and a half. I like that play. So I'll probably do Browns in a teaser 
um, against the Chargers. I love the Chargers, though. Love the team. Love the quarterback. Like what they're doing. They've been good. They finally, uh, that coach they had just could not win the close games. They're winning close games now. Um, really like where this team's going. And I hope they can win that division. Remember the Raiders. I just don't want Kansas City to win that. So, But I like the Browns in a teaser spot. Yeah, the biggest concern for the Chargers taking them in this game is that 25th DVOA against the run. And you know Browns are going to run it a ton, especially with Baker kind of banged up. But the offensive line is banged up too, so who knows how effective it'll be. All right, we're going to prime time for 25 games, especially on the uh, East Coast. Cowboys taking on the Giants. Cowboys laying seven, over under 52. I actually have two plays here. I have the Cowboys in a teaser down to minus one. Um. And I really like the over. It seems like when these teams match up, they score, score, score. They, I believe, both went over last year pretty handily. Uh, right, you know, the one game was when Dak uh, blew his his ankle out, his leg out, whatever it was. Uh, so I'm gonna play over 52. I, I just don't see the Giants stopping the Cowboys. Zeke Elliott lost a lot of weight. He's starting to run a little well. Marcus Pollard is an absolute phenom uh, on outside when he. he rushes to the edge and then the offense, you know, CD lamb, Amari Cooper, uh, their tight end. I can't think of his name, but he's starting to show out. Uh, Dak Prescott looks like he didn't even miss last year. Uh, he's kind of got an MVP season going right now. I mean, and, but the John, the Cowboys, I don't think they're going to stop many people, you know, outside of uh, Micah Parsons, you know, they do give up some points. I think Daniel Jones will be able to throw the ball, you know, to Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, those guys were both listed as questionable, but I think they're both supposed to play. So I think there's some points to be had against the Cowboys defense. So I like the over 52 as well as the Cowboys in a pick Yeah. You know, I hear a lot of people liking Danny Dimes <laughs> on the road because apparently he's terrible at home, but he always covers it. He turned into Teddy Bridgewater now when they go on the road. I'm not buying it. I think Dallas actually last week was pretty impressive against the Panthers. That was a Panthers team playing pretty well. It came in and, um, they basically that game was never in doubt after uh, the third beginning of the third quarter. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to accept that they're better just because you still see Mike McCarthy on the sidelines, but their defense is playing so much better and they don't let guys get behind them. Giants really just don't have any weapons to kind of fight with right here, but receivers are still banged up. Saquon's still banged up. He's probably going to go, but he's dinged and the injuries on the Cowboys, they have depth to cover. So, um, you know, seven's a lot, but I'll take it here. I make this game about 31, 21. And uh, right on the over-under, so no value there. Teaser. Love Dallas. Get it down to minus one. I think Q made good points, too. Maybe tease the points down and take the over a little bit. I, I love Dallas is good. Dallas is very talented. Defense, like Jason said, is getting a little better. Offense has a lot of weapons. Elliott looks great. Pollard looks good. I like the two tight ends. A lot of weapons. I mean, um, you know, Dak, like Q said, I think it was Q, looks like he hasn't missed a game from coming back. I mean, he looks great. I love it. I think Maddie has a MVP uh, ticket on him, which, I mean, could be just dynamite. So, yeah, teaser, give me Dallas. Dallas continues, and they put up some points, and they win. Here's an interesting game. So the Cardinals were the last unbeaten team in the NFL, hosting the 49ers. Cardinals laying five, over under 48 and a half. Trey Lance has been a named the starter officially, so we'll get to see his debut uh, as a starter. I'm very curious, though, do the Cardinals keep this run? Because last year it seems like they just couldn't get really uh, in a good groove. This year they do seem in a good groove. Is this a game they maybe drop? It's a division game. Uh, it should be the West Coast game of the week down uh, on that side of the country. Cardinals at home should help them. I could see this maybe being an over spot. You know, the 49ers are giving up, it seems like, 30 points every game that they play in. Um, and the Cardinals, you know, they give up some points. I mean, if Jacksonville can hang at least 17, the 49ers are tenfolds a better offensive team. You know, should they be able to get into the, the mid-20s here? I could see maybe teasing this down at the over and taking the over here. You'd get it about 42, 42 and a half. Yeah, I'm nervous about the over because this really comes down to Trey Lance and how well he plays because um, he's looked great as a gadget quarterback and he has not looked great as a conventional quarterback at all. And he looks like a guy who needs a little more seasoning. Um, and they kind of knew that. He hadn't played too many college games uh, coming out of the draft. So, you know, he's kind of getting all of his experience at the NFL level. 
it, it's, you know, Niners are getting healthier. They're not exactly healthy, but, you know, and this is a lot of points. This is a spot where Shanahan usually performs pretty well getting points as opposed to laying points. Um, it's a no play. I, I would probably lean the Cardinals just because I really have questions about whether Lance can get that many points, but they may have something cooked up that kind of confuses the Arizona defense. It hasn't been great this year, so I can see that definitely being an issue. But, uh, yeah, it's probably a no play, maybe slight lean to the under, just because I don't know if San Francisco is going to put up many points this week with Lance at quarterback. Love Lance playing in this game. What does Smitty do? Well, he goes against Penn State each week. He bets the Steelers, and he will come on the show and say Arizona is very overrated. I'm going to keep doing it. I don't think they're that good. I think they're all right. I love San Francisco in this spot. I might play them plus the five. I love them in a teaser and maybe sprinkle a little bit on the money line. I think Lance, they're going to run the ball against this team, and I think he'll have a decent game. Watch for the upset here. Wow. Sunday night NFL, you've got the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Buffalo Bills in what should be like a Frazier versus Ali fight. Over-under is 56 and a half. The Chiefs are laying two and a half. I'm going to surprise the public, and I'm actually going to say and lean the under here. I think both defenses will tighten up a little bit. It seems like Thursday you had two teams that could score, and obviously – uh, Russell Wilson goes out in the second half of that game. Uh, so that kind of took some points off the board, but everybody thought it was going to be a barn burner. Everybody thinks the bills chiefs game is going to be a barn burner. I, I actually could see it. It's just a weird thing in sports where you think it's going to be a barn burner. And it's not, I could see this coming in under 56 and a half. Yeah, I can totally see that. I mean, that's clearly the public's going to think there's gonna be a ton of points in this game and um, the Buffalo defense, though, is excellent. It's number one in pass DVOA, number two in run DVOA. Um, schedule's been a little soft, obviously. I mean, I think, you know, you look at the offenses they've played, nobody's really fantastic. Um, this is kind of, like, interesting because this is a pretty big, like, mark for Buffalo, right? they got to kind of prove themselves against Kansas City because they haven't had a lot of success against them. Um, and I think with the game they did when it was, like, a fluke in terrible weather in Buffalo uh, last year during COVID times, so I really don't have a lean. I, I kind of like the underplay, even though I think the numbers tell me it's going to be an over. I think the Buffalo offensive numbers are a little inflated because of the competition that they've played. But the Kansas City defense is so bad that it's hard. So, yeah, I think I'm just going to sit back with my popcorn and watch this one because I, I think you get a good gauge on where these teams are at and where the AFC is kind of at uh, after watching this. But really don't have a, a strong lean either way. I love Kansas City here. And I keep saying on the show they can't cover the spread here. I, I like Kansas City. I think this is a good spot for them. Um, I, I think so many people like Buffalo to go in there. And, and, again, could you tease Buffalo up and maybe be okay? I think so. But I, I like this one of my straight plays, I think. I like Kansas City this week in this game. All right, let's go to the Monday night game and the NFL slate here. Ravens hosting the Colts over under 46, Ravens minus 7. It's a no play for me. Both of these teams, even four games in, you start to see, you know, who teams are, kind of where they're they're headed, um, and, and you have a good gauge. I don't have a gauge on either of these teams. The Colts move the ball up and down the field, and they just can't score. The Ravens, they've got a lot of injuries. I just – I don't know. I'm not in a point where I could say this is the Ravens' identity. Same with the Colts. You know, Jonathan Taylor kind of had a breaking out party last week, rushing the ball. He had over 100 yards. You know, you would think that they would get him going now. Carson Wentz playing with two banged-up legs. Uh, he looked okay against Miami. You know, Miami's supposed to have a decent defense. Are they a little overrated this year? I think we're starting to say yes. Uh, so it's going to be a no play for me. I have to see more for these two teams. I just don't have a, a, a real good identity and a good prediction. I love the Ravens in this spot. Uh, they're starting to get healthy. Indy refuses to get healthy. Uh, they've basically been a mess since training camp. Um, thought that was a really nice win last week at Denver. Uh, even when Teddy was in the game, the Ravens kind of had control of it. I thought that was a spot where they might stub their toe because that was a good defense. And sometimes the Ravens offense bogs down against good defenses because it's still a little one-dimensional. Um, but you did see them kind of open up the explosive passing game. I just think they had too much for Indy. I, they're, you know, as they've gotten healthier, Baltimore is going to round into the best team in the AFC, especially with Casey's defensive issues. And I guess we'll get a good read on Buffalo this week when they play uh, at Kansas City. 
Um, but yeah, I just think this is, this is easy. Um, take Baltimore 28, 17, lock it up. Teaser Colts love them in this spot. Love them. Taylor is going to be okay. Pittman, some weapons. Wentz just try to put some points on. I think they're a good team. I think they're a good team. I, I'm not sold on Baltimore. So I, I like it in a teaser spot. And Jason's laughing because I just, he loves when we go, you know, that's why we do the show, man. It's opinions. I love it. Take the Colts, man. Take the Colts. What does Baltimore have to do for you to prove themselves? I don't you? like, that's another. <laughs> I don't like him. I don't like anything about Baltimore. I'm not going to sit there. You know, I just, I think the Colts in a teaser spot though, now being serious for a second, I think I, I love them. In the spot, I think you get them up six more points. I think the Ravens win the game. I just think it's a great spot there. Um, and I like teasing some of the teams up a little higher in my teaser plays in the NFL. Hey, I do want to put out, because Maddie could be on the show today. So Maddie is texting us right now a little bit. And I think we gave out a couple uh, play. He said the Jets. He does like, um, I, I was going to call him San Diego, but Los Angeles Chargers. And then he also likes the under in the San Francisco Arizona game. So there's Maddie plays. If you like Maddie and you follow him and your team, Maddie, there you go. <laughs> and I'm so glad I, I just I think the Ravens, like I said, they're getting healthy. Um, they've they've had a had a really interesting ride so far through the schedule where the Monday night game where they probably should have won lost. Then you know, the whole emotional game against KC survived the Lions on the ridiculous kick. Like they, they got a little bit of a team of destiny thing going there. And I hate it because I'm a Steeler fan, but um, yeah, I, I don't see that same with Indy, but I, I, I will defer to you. I'm glad to be back. Like I was just saying, <laughs> it's just, I, I, you should be fine. If you have a wedding on a Saturday or Sunday in October, it should be Friday only because it takes me from my show. takes me from my comfort zone. <laughs> I don't like it. I like picking winners. I like talking to the boys. And can, can, you know, I just want to throw this out because uh, BJ did the road trip with me up to Penn state and, you know, he's a big Texas fan. He's, you know, we've brought him up on the show and he's called in a couple of times and, uh, and you know, you got the Texas Oklahoma game, biggest game and he's at a wedding. Enjoy BJ. Enjoy hey, the wedding. You know, I'll even dag, Throw a little dagger at him. His wife, we won't make name names, but his wife books a 12 o'clock flight for a 12 o'clock kickoff. BJ should have just had, he should have just taken the pants in a relationship, said, we're driving. I'm listening to the game. We're driving. It's noon kickoff. I'm not flying at noon or make his wife pay for the Wi-Fi. That's what I think. You know what? You know, you even do it more than that. You just say you're not going. I'm not going. (laughs) I don't care. I don't care. These, I don't care. Who are these people? What are they like a cousin or something? Who cares? Yeah. I, I haven't talked to them for years. I could care less. How much money? They fly Southwest. You get the free TV. You get to watch the game. I think I did that back coming back from Vegas. I got to watch um, the Sunday night game, the bears and the Rams. So that works. Like, yeah, yeah. You don't have to talk to anybody. You just got, you're locked in on the game. It's as good as it gets. Well, I think he's starting to become a closet Gators fan. So I think he's out on the old Texas Longhorns. He's not looking forward to him getting a, an ass whipping in the SEC. So uh, throw a little jabs at him, and we'll see him next week. Hopefully, he might have another wedding to go to or something. I don't know. Like here, I am talking. I'm in weddings. I'm going to weddings. I'm going out of, out of state. I have no room to talk. But anyways, it's glad to be back, boys. It was a great show. We're gonna wrap it up here. So we gave some college plays. We gave some NFL plays. We'll be back this week. And always, like we say, finishing off the show, bang your bookies. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And be sure to follow at Notebook Wagering. Until next time.